by the fire presents a desperate soul by dave smale read for you by the author chapter 20 the odd couple tiptoed surreptitiously to the house billy in the lead jacob struggled to keep up injuries preventing him from moving even as nimbly as the much older billy the rib wrap fit like a girdle making moving and breathing difficult. Jacob heard demonic grunts somewhere in the distance, but he couldn't tell whether they came from the pastor's house or another home in the vicinity. Billy quietly opened the front door and shut it behind them. Jacob felt as though they were detectives on the trail of a criminal. It was obvious now that the demons were close by. The volume had increased significantly. To their left was a staircase. An entryway table sat in front of them. An attractive living room straight out of a catalog was to the right, and beyond that, a sliding glass door leading outside. There, Billy said, motioning at the glass doors. I knew it. See that puff of smoke? Huh? Jacob said, straining to hear Billy over the demons. Smoke! Billy repeated, pointing at the outside doors. Jacob followed his finger, but saw no smoke. Instead, he saw something else. Come on, Billy said, not waiting for Jacob's reply. He sprinted to the door and slid it open so hard it nearly bounced out of its track. Jacob lagged, holding his injured, throbbing ribs. As he stepped through the door, he had to cover his ears. The volume was deafening. Talitha sat facing away from them, atop a wooden picnic table, chatting on a smartphone. A cigarette was clasped between two fingers. She wore a black tank top, black jeans, and black Converse All-Stars. A portion of a tattoo jutted from beneath the tank top straps, as if it longed to be seen. Talitha spun and locked eyes with her father. She cursed and whipped her head around. I'll call you right back, she screamed into the phone. She jumped up, knocked something off the table, and dropped her cigarette to the ground. She quickly released her hair, which had been tied in a bun, presumably to cover the tattoo. Turning to face them, she said, Hi, Dad. You're home early. Mm-hmm, Billy replied, pursing his lips. Uh, what's up, she said. Jacob, tell me what you see. He waited, but no response came. Billy turned to Jacob, whose hands were still cupping his ears. Jacob! Huh? Jacob said, uncupping his ears. What do you see? Jacob looked past Billy to Talitha and reported, Eight of them. Like the other night at the coffee shop? Billy asked. Jacob nodded and put his hands back over his ears. The demons were yelling, but in their own language. Um, who is he? Talitha asked, looking at Jacob suspiciously. Billy looked intently back at her. His look said it all. It doesn't matter who he is right now. 
You have some explaining to do. Dad, so... Um, okay, yeah. I know it looks bad. Looks bad? Talitha, I just caught you smoking at our house. I know you're old enough to do what you want, but it should go without saying that we don't allow people to smoke here. Plus, I just heard you swear. I mean, what's going on with you? As if on cue, the demon started in on her. He thinks you're a failure, one said in a perfect imitation of Talitha's voice. He wishes you'd never been born, said another. You should leave and never come back, another said. Talitha hung her head in shame. Baby girl, why would you do this? Billy continued. You don't need to pretend to be something you're not. You know what's right. You don't need to be phony. The demon suddenly erupted. Some bellowed with laughter while others seized the opportunity to shout retorts, prompting her to repeat. Phony? I'm a phony? She said, leveling her gaze to meet his. When was the last time you witnessed to anyone, Mr. You-Need-to-Evangelize? When was the last time you preached one of your own sermons and not someone else's you downloaded off the internet? When was the last time you practiced what you preach? Don't change the subject, he deflected. I'm not the one that got caught smoking and cursing, Talitha. Oh yeah? Well, I've got news for you. I'm 21 years old. I've been smoking for three years. And I drink when I want, too. I've been cussing longer than that. How do you like that, Dad? She grew animated, pointing at Billy. I guess you would have noticed if you cared about me more than your job or that stupid church. Billy winced. Then... Something on her arms caught his attention. Talitha, are those... Billy approached, reaching for her arm. She'd forgotten she was sleeveless. Talitha recoiled and cursed. Don't touch me! Are those... cuts? Billy asked. Her eyes filled with tears. She trembled, then huffed. I had to do something! She burst. You weren't going to help. Neither was Mom or anyone at church. Billy hesitated. Help? With what? He asked. See? You don't even know. All you care about is looking good in front of your precious congregation. Sweetie, how can I know unless you tell... It's too late! Get away from me! She cried. One of the demons leaned forward and opened its mammoth, deformed mouth. Within it glowed something like campfire embers. You're a horrible father, she screamed. The demon inhaled and snapped its jaw shut. Several bright orange objects flew out of its mouth like bullets, striking Billy's transparent helmet. The fiery darts penetrated, each producing thick brown smoke trails. Pastor Billy's helmet cracked and slid off his head in pieces, disappearing along with the smoking darts 
before it hit the ground. Billy's shoulders slumped and his head dipped. Wait, no, don't give up, Pastor, Jacob thought, but his thoughts were interrupted. It's over. He lost. No one can help her. Time to leave. Jacob struggled to ignore the thoughts, which he knew weren't his own. Yet they seemed so true, so convincing. He tried to shake them off. Jacob tapped Billy on the shoulder. No response. Talitha pivoted and strolled back over to the picnic table. She curiously examined the ground as if she lost something valuable, then bent down and retrieved the pack of cigarettes and lighter, which she'd knocked off the table. Her demons commanded her to leave, and she started for the back door. Jacob tapped Billy again. What is it? Billy murmured. Huh? Jacob yelled. What is it? Listen, as soon as she said you were a bad dad, one of them spit these, like, arrow things at your head. Your helmet just cracked and fell off. Billy looked curiously at Jacob. What? You told me to tell you what I saw, Jacob reminded him. Talitha stopped and eyed Jacob. Oh, and now you're hanging out with crazy people, she cried. Billy looked at Talitha, then back at Jacob. She's right. Jacob's jaw dropped. What? She's right? He agrees with her? Jacob thought. His mind raced. He thinks you're crazy. He just said it. He's been playing you for a fool all along. Time to leave. You sound so stupid. No. Shut up, Jacob thought, resisting the demonic thoughts. Billy turned back to his daughter. You're right. I have been a horrible father. I've given myself to everything but my family. The demons hollered back at him using her voice, which she repeated. Too late to apologize now. You don't know what I've been through. She trembled. Her breaths turned shallow, soon bordering on hyperventilation. I know, baby girl, and I'm... No, you have no idea what he did to me! She cried. He? He who? Jacob wondered. None of the demons had told her to say that. Jacob noticed that the eight of them glanced at each other in a moment of confusion. Then they quickly snapped the chains tout like a rider to a horse, effectively retaking control of Talitha. Don't try to help me! No one can help me! I just want to die! She screamed. Shut up! Billy suddenly yelled. The demons went silent. Talitha gasped. So did Jacob. What did you just say to me? She said, her eyes narrowing. I'm not talking to you, Billy said. Then he looked above her head. You foul demon spirits! Leave my daughter alone! From out of the cloudless sky, something like a lightning bolt crashed immediately behind the group of demons with a sonic boom. The concussion sent all eight demons in various directions. Each held on to the chain by which they were attached to Talitha, which strangely provided them an anchorage 
and prevented them from being thrown for hundreds of feet or more. Some chains extended 30 feet, some 60 or 70 by Jacob's estimation. Each became tout, and the demons landed with loud, painful thuds. Two of them went directly over Billy and Jacob's heads, landing somewhere inside the house, or maybe the front yard. A single, marvelous, two-winged angel stood where the flash of light had struck. It looked around, quickly assessing the situation. Jacob marveled at how glorious yet humble it was. Powerful, yet meek. It drew its glowing red sword and folded its majestic wings in preparation for battle. Each of the demons hopped to their feet with inhuman quickness. One of them, the monster with the shortest chain, barked at Talitha, and she repeated, Now I'm demon-possessed? Dad, really? Oh, that's... that's rich! All eight monsters unsheathed their rusty, jagged swords. A few of them raised their swords above their heads, while others kept them low. Jacob immediately knew they planned to attack the angel in unison, overwhelming it from too many angles for it to defend. They charged, simultaneously with a speed that made them look like soot-covered versions of the Flash. I command you foul, nasty, unclean spirits to be gone! Now! Pastor Billy yelled. As if empowered by Billy's words, the angel jumped, spun, and kicked seven of the eight with its heel, knocking them back to the ground. The one still standing took a few swings with its sword, which the angel easily blocked before landing a powerful sidekick to the solar plexus. The demon flew the distance of its chain, hitting the dirt with a thud. As each demon recovered, the one with the shortest chain spoke in their nasty language. That one must be the leader, Jacob realized. All eight began rattling the chains that connected them to Talitha. Her face immediately reacted. Her head motions grew erratic. She convulsed, simultaneously cursing and screaming at her father. You know what? I hate you! I hate you! Talitha grabbed the sides of her temple and convulsed. Suddenly, she darted for the back door. Why doesn't the angel just cut her chains off? Jacob wondered. Billy stepped into her path and wrapped his arms around her. She writhed, fighting to get free. Talitha, you're right. I failed as a father, but I love you, Billy cried. No, you don't. No one does. Get off me. The demons continued to rattle her chains as if no longer concerned with the angel. They laughed as she convulsed and tried to wrestle free from her father's grasp. What's it doing? Jacob thought. Help her! But the angel just stood at the ready with its sword drawn. Yes, I do. I love you. And so does Jesus, Billy said. The lead demon shouted in English, but didn't use its impression of Talitha. And she repeated after it, Don't say that name! Whoa, Jacob said. Talitha's voice suddenly didn't sound like her own. It was deeper, darker, and more sinister, much like the demons.
The demon leader dropped its chain and charged at Billy and Talitha in a reddish-brown flash. It pulled up short immediately behind her. Towering five feet above her, the disgusting beast reached down and took hold of the chain at the very point of connection at the base of her skull. The monster proceeded to violently shake her head in every direction, as if it now had complete control of her movements. She reactively grabbed handfuls of hair and screamed in agony. That's it! I've had it! Billy exclaimed. In Jesus' name, leave my daughter alone! The lead demon spit in disgust at the mention of Jesus. It turned and barked a command at the other seven. They immediately ceased shaking their chains and dropped them. What? The leader wrapped its mangled, gargantuan hands around all eight chains like a hair tie. The other seven monsters turned and faced the angel. It dawned on Jacob that, until now, the demons had been fighting the angel one-handed. They'd held chains with one hand and wielded swords with the other. Now, they could fight with both hands, since the lead demon was taking care of all Talitha's chains. Oh no, Jacob thought. Will this be what it takes for them to win? Instead of an all-out attack, they tried using a one-at-a-time approach, a stall tactic to keep the angel busy. It worked. The use of both arms significantly increased their abilities against the heavenly warrior. The angel, though clearly more powerful than any of the demons, was sufficiently preoccupied, parrying each charge. After reducing each of their rusted swords to stumps, the angel sheathed its own. Jacob wished it would keep the sword and vanquish the demons, but the mighty being seemed either too honorable for that or under orders not to. Unfazed, the demons continued the attack with hand-to-hand -hand combat. The lead monster pulled the chain bundle, bringing Talitha's head with it. Then it pushed the chain forward. Talitha's head snapped into her father's chest like a slingshot. Billy winced. The demon whipped the chains back and forth, causing Talitha's head to collide with his chest and collarbone repeatedly. Billy held on for dear life until the pain proved too much, and he let go. Free of her father's restraint, Talitha's eyes were wild. The lead demon pulled back on the cluster of chains, bringing her several steps back. She wouldn't look directly at her dad. Her eyes and head darted in various directions at the discretion of the powerful demon controlling her. Somehow, one of the other demons caught the angel off guard. It barreled into the angel with its shoulder, knocking it to the ground. Another pounced, dropping an elbow onto the angel's chest. An audible groan came from the angel as the group the demons surrounded kicked and stomped the glorious being with extreme prejudice. When it looked as if the angel was unconscious, one of the demons tried for its sword. It proved to be a mistake. The hilt of the molten hot sword seared the demon's hand, causing it to reel back in pain, at which the others laughed. The embarrassed monster barked at its colleagues, who all backed away, giving it a wide berth. 
the demon lifted the angel's legs, locking its boots under the demon's armpits. The demon spun, hoisting the angel off the ground like a rag doll. It spun twice more, building incredible momentum before it let go, hurling the angel over the trees out of Jacob's sight. The demonic group cheered in a wicked chorus. What? How? Jacob managed, stunned at what he'd just seen. The monster behind Talitha took notice of the successful strike against the angel. It swelled with confidence or, more accurately, arrogance. It turned back toward Billy and yelled in a baritone voice. Somehow, Talitha mimicked it. Your Jesus can't help me. He's a fraud. And so are you, you hypocrite. I will expose you. I will end you. The monster again opened wide, the hole in its face looking like a chasm into everlasting blackness. At this close distance, Jacob noticed its corroded teeth that dripped with yellowish gray saliva. It made him nauseous. The thing took a deep breath and puckered. A blast of air escaped it, carrying a fresh volley of bright orange, fiery darts. They shot at Billy's forehead at point-blank range. No, Jacob thought, looking away. He closed his eyes and put his hands over his ears again. He figured this was it. The battle was over. The angel was defeated and Billy had no helmet. The other demons reclaimed the chains they had relinquished during the battle. I need to do something. I need to say something. What would my grandma have done right now? A thought came to him. He knew it would be a desperate move, but it was better than nothing. Uh, I, uh, bind you in Jesus' name? Jacob said weakly. He seemed to recall his grandmother using similar terminology when she prayed. A sudden silence came over the backyard. He opened his eyes, uncovering his ears. Talitha and the demons were all staring at him. Then they all burst into laughter as he flushed with embarrassment. Maybe it wasn't better than nothing, he thought. I've heard of Jesus, one of the demons said through Talitha, but who are you? They laughed for another moment, then the lead demon shouted something in its own language. The others ceased their laughter and pulled the chains tight. Attack, the demon behind her commanded. Jacob thought the demons would run at him, which confused him. Demons can't hurt you directly, he thought. And it had spoken the command in English, not its own language. Talitha unexpectedly ran at Jacob, wild-eyed and screaming. The normally pretty, petite girl looked absolutely terrifying. She lunged at him, arms outstretched and fingers curved like eagle talons. Though she was much smaller, Jacob sensed that she was endued with some kind of unnatural strength level. She could rip him apart, especially considering his injuries. He could fight back, but he knew better than to hit a woman. So he closed his eyes, put up his arms, and braced for impact. 
But the impact didn't come. He opened his eyes. Something had stopped her. Pastor Billy. What? Wait! I thought... Jacob saw that Pastor Billy's helmet was back on his head, intact. The darts the demon had spit were all stuck into the shield which was strapped to his left arm. A marvelous sword was in his right hand which appeared like transparent crystal. He grabbed her around the waist, holding her from behind. She threw elbows and tried to scratch him. He laid his hand over her forehead while holding her as best he could. The chains protruded from her and stretched out toward the eight demons holding them, which stood around them in a semicircle. They each eyed Billy, sheer malice emanating from their mangled faces. I command you, unclean spirits, in the name of Jesus Christ, son of the living God, to leave my daughter alone. Another burst of light came from out of nowhere, landing between Talitha and the demons. They flew backward. An angel. Yes, Jacob thought, though with a tinge of doubt. The group of demons had already defeated one angel. Perhaps they could beat another one just as easily. He couldn't tell if this was the same angel or a different one. Their uniforms made them indistinguishable. The blood of Jesus sets her free! Billy declared, an authoritative tone Jacob had never heard. The angel stood just as the demons got to their feet. It leaped and hovered ten feet above them. Its six wings began flapping, and then Jacob knew this was not the same angel. The wings went moderately fast at first, but quickly accelerated to a speed rivaling an airplane propeller. In fact, it was as loud as a propeller. The angel somehow held itself in midair while driving a rush of air from its other wings so powerful that it stifled the demons right where they stood. Each struggled to keep its balance while holding the chains connecting them to Talitha. Whoa! Now that would be a cool ability to have, Jacob thought of the angel. Talitha stopped swinging and scratching. Instead, she grabbed two handfuls of hair. Talitha! Billy yelled. She didn't respond. Rather, she began to sob. Talitha! The pastor yelled again. Can you hear me? She nodded, weakly. Baby girl, I'm so sorry. God loves you and so do I. Her arms fell to the side, as if she'd just lost all of her strength. She appeared to become dead weight in Pastor Billy's arms. Listen, you need to tell them to leave you alone. It has to come from you, he said. Daddy she said, just above a whisper. I'm so tired. It's okay, sweetie. I'm here now. I'm not going anywhere. Listen, do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? She nodded. Then pray with me, okay? She nodded again. They prayed together, Billy leading. Talitha repeated as she confessed to being a sinner and that she was in need of salvation. She asked God to forgive her, 
saying that she believed Jesus Christ died on a cross for her sins, that he was buried and rose again three days later, defeating death, hell, and the grave. Jacob marveled as the ghostly ancient king he'd seen at the oceanfront materialized out of nowhere. The man became as real as Billy and Talitha. The king embraced the pastor and his daughter. He couldn't see the king's face, Billy's head was in the way, but since he was much closer this time than he was at the oceanfront, he could definitely make out that the king had holes in his hands. And I cast out every demonic strategy against my life in the name of Jesus, she repeated after her father, concluding the prayer. The king turned, locked eyes with the angel, and gave a simple nod. At this, the angel suddenly soared skyward before crashing to the earth in a blur of light. The demons fell back. The angel unsheathed its glowing sword, severing all eight chains with a single swing. Yeah! Jacob blurted out. Billy kept his hand on Talitha's forehead, praying with an authority he hadn't sensed in a very long time. Loose my daughter right now in the name of Jesus. She's a child of God. You have no right to her. Leave my family and my house alone. The mysterious king disappeared as the deafening chorus of cheers from heaven engulfed the area. The noise was so loud, it seemed to rattle the ground, the trees, and even the air. Jacob knew it was pointless to cover his ears, so he just watched as the angel charged at each of the demons individually with a blazing speed the likes of which none of them could match. As they struggled to their feet, they were each met with lightning-fast, powerful knockout punches to the face. Two of them managed to get to their feet in time to run, which proved futile. The angel flew after them, knocking one down as it flew past. It did a backflip in the air and landed on the demon's back with enough force to crush a regular man, but it just knocked the wind out of the demon. The angel stomped on the monster's head and left it unconscious. The other demon, whom Jacob recognized to be the leader, ran at breakneck speed into the woods, but it was nothing for the angel to catch it within nanoseconds. It flew back, holding the monster by one of its broken wings. It slammed the creature to the ground and punched it in the head, causing it to collapse. All of this in a span of five seconds. I'm so sorry, Daddy, Talitha said through her sobs. She embraced her father. He gently kissed her on the forehead. I'm sorry too, baby girl. I love you so much. Oblivious to the war zone all around them, the two wept together. Jacob watched as the mighty angel set about the work of tossing each of the unconscious demons into a pile. Their soot-covered skin and worn-out leather armor made them look more like a pile of dung than bodies. The angel rounded up the eight sections of severed chain. It held the ends of each section, fusing the ends together with its sword as if it doubled as a welding torch. It worked extremely fast and seemed to know exactly what it was doing, fashioning some sort of pattern with the chains. 
Once it was done, the angel tossed the mess of chain onto the ground next to the pile of unconscious demons. To Jacob's surprise, the angel had created a chain net, complete with a cinch and a handle. Whoa, Jacob said. Talitha, still embracing her dad, peered curiously at Jacob. The angel flew around to the side of the demon pile and pushed it easily into its newly fabricated net contraption. Then it grabbed the handle, cinched it tight, and airlifted the bunch. Jacob thought the angel might struggle to get such a massive pile of giant monsters off the ground. Instead, the angel rocketed faster than the speed of sound into the twilight, vanishing from sight inside of two seconds. Yeah! Take them back to hell where they came from! Jacob yelled after the angel. What's with him? Talitha asked. Billy smiled. I'll explain later. You've been listening to By the Fire, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen. Hey, I've also been asking for reviews. I've been saying, leave me a review on Apple or Spotify or Google. Come to find out, you can't leave a review on Spotify or Google or anywhere else except Apple. Well, until recently. There's a website called podchaser.com. There's also an app you can download in the Apple or Google Play Store called Podchaser. And it is pretty much only for leaving reviews on podcasts. And guess what? We're signed up on Podchaser.com now. So, why don't you leave me a review on Podchaser? Or on Apple? I'd really appreciate it. And please be honest. If I don't deserve five stars, don't give it to me. And also, if you'd like to leave me some feedback that you don't want to leave in a review, you can send me an email Info at davesmail.com, D-A-V-E-S-M-A-L-E.com. Got some other exciting announcements coming soon. Uh, got a free ebook coming out pretty soon. So stay tuned. And thanks again. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events, is purely coincidental.